Welcome everyone to State Champs Ohio Extra Point, episode four. Yes, already episode four already, and you know the drill. If you haven't already, follow us on your favorite platform so you can get that push notification of when we get out new content. We would love to have you back again for episode five, six, and seven. We're going to take you all the way through the state playoffs as well as some of the best teams in the nation really compete for a OHSAA title. Our guest here today is a good one, more on him in a second, but if you have, you know, maybe a suggestion on who you'd like to hear us interview, you can tweet us at StateChampsOH. Again, that's at StateChampsOH. Follow us as you're there as well. It just takes a second. You can follow me at JeremyAttoPXP. You can tweet at me there, too, if you'd like to hear a coach or representative from Ohio. Maybe they have an interesting story that they'd like to tell here on the podcast. Definitely open to that. And our guest here today kind of follows in line with what we've been doing lately. And one of the best programs in the state, St. Edward, vying for another state title. Their first since 2018, lost in a tough matchup last year late in the playoffs. But their head coach, Tom Lombardo, joins us now. St. Edward number two in the Division One poll in the AP that came out just a couple days ago. Tom, how are you? I'm doing fine, Jeremy. How are you? Doing great. Uh, looking forward to another exciting week of high school football. Already in the thick of things, you know, when it comes to the middle of the season, it's kind of crazy to be to this point already, isn't it? Well, it's really flown by, you know, to think we're already in week five and, and it's like mid-September, you know. I mean, it's uh, it's because of the early start in Ohio a week ahead, it's it's kind of different. And, um, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's 16 games now to win the state title because they've added uh, more teams in the playoffs. So, uh, we'll still end at the same time, uh, early December. But uh, when you think about it, if you if you go that far, you, see, you know it's like an NFL season. You still have uh, still have a bunch of ways, a bunch of uh, ways to go. Yeah, I guess right off the rip, your thoughts on you know kind of the expansion there and what the the playoffs look like this year. Well, in our division, which is the highest division in Ohio, Division One, they take the top ten percent of schools, and there's about seven hundred twenty schools or so that play football. So there's 72 teams in Division One. Uh, the rest of the divisions have about 108 to 110, uh, you know, right in that number. So really, if uh, you know, with the expansion, almost every Division One team makes it except eight. Uh, I think there's 64 teams that make it in Division One. So you're you're pretty much assured a, a playoff spot. It's just the uh, the seeding you're kind of playing for. Uh, you'd get a, a home game the first two rounds, and then. Uh, you know, the next four, if you're able to advance, would obviously be neutral sites. But so we're playing, a, you know, for the regular season, the toughest competition we can and, and to get the highest seed we can and to prepare us, ourselves uh, as best as we possibly can to make a playoff run. And, you know, kind of on that same subject as well, you know, it's the state championships moving to Canton once again. Um, your thoughts on that? You think the kids are excited for that? Well, it could be played in a parking lot if you get there. You know, the kids will be excited. But yeah, Canton. I think Canton is the uh, the best. We played it. Um, uh, I've happened to win uh, the being three state title games. Uh, one as an assistant. And we played in uh, Maslin. We played at Ohio State, and we played at, uh, at Canton uh, twice actually. And the new renovations of Canton, the locker room, and just the uh, intimacy of the place. I I think it's the best venue. Of course. It's in Canton, which is more northern uh, Ohio, so the teams that come from Cincinnati and, and, and the southern states kind of complain about it a little bit, but <laughs> I think it really is the best venue. 
Um, kind of as we dive into your team as well, I watched a little bit of a preseason video, and you said maybe a little bit of a chip on a shoulder for your guys from last year's playoff loss. you think that's carried over into what they've brought so far this year? Absolutely. I think it carried over from all of us in the offseason, just how hard they worked in the offseason and um, the dedication they've shown, you know, through the virus and all that kind of stuff. But they were they overcame that, all that. Uh, you know, we were one of those schools that were lucky to be in session uh, with the option of going remote. And, and the kids really that, that came and dedicated themselves uh, really put their nose at the grindstone. And you can see the results of that. And I think just because of that work ethic, you know, they want to they've come out knowing that, hey, look, you got 10 of these opportunities guaranteed and, you know, maybe 11, probably 11 because of the playoffs, you're going to get one. But uh, we want to make the most out of each and every one of them. And so far we have. Well, last week, a good win for your squad, 48-14 to 14 over Cincinnati Elder. I guess before we dive into some of the individuals, just your overall thoughts on what you bring, what you brought to the game. Well, you know, we had to make a trip to Cincinnati, and uh, that's never easy. So you have a four-hour bus ride, and we stayed in a hotel overnight and, uh, you know, kind of hang around during the day uh, with some walkthroughs and stuff like that. So for the kids to stay as focused as they did and play as well as they did is really uncommon. Uh uh, when, when you make a trip like that with high school kids, it's, it's college-esque in terms of, you know, the demeanor of all that. So uh, I, I've been really, you know, pleased. And it's a real business-like attitude of the team. We played well on both sides of the ball and special teams, created turnovers, uh, scored right off the rip. You know, we took we had the ball first and, and, and went right down the field and scored. So, uh, you know, checkbox marked, uh, you know, handling that and, you know, probably a leading question this week. We got Maslin coming up, who presents a, uh, on a short week uh, down there. And uh, they presented different kind of challenges with a great running game and a great tailback. And uh, we'll see if we could turn around and do it again in, in, in a, on a short week. Well, Freer Brown with a couple picks for you. Just what did you see on those plays? And what has he been doing well, I guess, this season? Yeah, he's a two-sport athlete. You know, he's a great basketball player as well. And he's got great instincts. Um, guy that I think should be, you know, being looked at as, as, as an offer guy. He's a heck of a player. You know, uh, six foot, six one, two hundred twenty five pound linebacker, and he can move. So, yeah, he got underneath a couple passes. Should have had a third one, really. Uh, uh, just missed one, but had, got underneath a couple of uh, some simulated pressures and was able to drop off uh, a couple hot throws and uh, got underneath. Took one to the house and 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 made another big one uh, while they were driving. So, a very good game by him. He also had like twelve tackles, so he played really well. And you kind of talk about that piece of maybe not being recruited as heavily. And, you know, off air, we, we talked about a lot of college guys probably on this team, but maybe not some with the biggest looks. You think there's a little bit of a chip on these guys' shoulders as well, maybe? No, no question. No question. Uh, yes. <laughs> I think they're out to prove something. And do you think that'll pick up potentially if, you know, they continue to perform well as the season goes on? Yeah, I, I think you'd have to, right? I mean, if we're if we're playing the toughest teams and, and beating them all, and uh, uh, they, people got to think we have players, and mm -hmm. hopefully they'll start looking a little a little more closely. I, I think just the pandemic itself, with the colleges not being on the road, hurt hurt a lot of these guys too. And camps be eliminated uh, their junior year, going into their senior year, you know that didn't help either. So. Well, at the high school level, too, for you, I mean, kind of a salesman in terms of getting these guys to the next level. It's not the easiest of jobs. And when you look at what the, the front is right now with all the extra ears floating around and, um, you know, what COVID has presented, how challenging has it been for you to try to, you know, keep these guys in line and say, hey, look, you're, you're a good player. You still have an opportunity to, to play at the highest level. But it's got to be rough for 
all these, especially senior athletes right now, just to figure all this out. Absolutely right. Um, that, and there is no right answer to it. And I feel bad for them. Uh, when you, when you're given a, when you throw in the portal, the transfer portal at the college level, and then the added eligibility of COVID, I think personally that the uh, high school recruiting uh, sort of went, you know, particularly not for the five-star, four-star. I mean, the, the no-brainers, they're, they're still, it's the guys that are, like a lot of guys we have that are really good players that maybe aren't, have as many stars next to their name that would normally, when coaches would go on the road and see these guys in comparison to some of those guys and be like, hey, they're a little under the radar. That's the guys they would try and pluck. Well, they weren't able to see those guys, you know. So we told them, it's like, look, you just been control and, and enjoy your senior experience the best you can. Play your butts off. Let's go out and win as many games as we can. And usually the dust settles and takes care of itself. But um, that's all you can do. You can only take care of what you can control. Christian Ramos has been kind of that nice double threat for you guys. I know you're throwing maybe a, a bit more. How has he developed over the years at the quarterback spot? Oh, boy. I, I mean, just night and day from last year. He's a, he's not even the same player. Last year he really struggled with his reads, and the game was too fast for him, and he didn't understand uh, coverages and, and that kind of stuff. And he would admittedly say, tell this to you, but he was always had talent. I mean, he could throw the ball. He could run the ball. He's a dual-threat guy. This year, the game has just slowed down. He understands everything, knows what we're trying to accomplish on a particular play, and is just so poised and in command uh, back there. And it's just so great to see. I mean, it, it, and as a result, you know, we're we're averaging well in the forties uh, a game. So uh, I, I think uh, it, it's it's a direct uh, correlation to his play. And is that something that he realized kind of in the off season, or a little bit of both coaching and um, his work that he put in? Absolutely. He realized it. He knew what he had to do and um, he, he went to work and did it. And, and that's been it. Yes. He re to answer your question. Yes. Is there a next step for him as, as you guys, you know, march towards the playoffs? Well, he's a guy that I think is like, should op be opening some eyes in college and stuff, you know, to get a quarterback off the radar. He's got a scholarship to Bowling Green in baseball already, but um, you know, I might have to call coach Leffler there and say, listen, you might have a quarterback too. <laughs> Well, a, a reason probably why he's being successful as well is his offensive line. Joe Lavelle has done a nice job there. One of your returners, two of the five returning on the offensive line. Just what does Joe, you know, project as, and what does he do well? Yeah, Joe's just a technician. Uh, Tudor played some as a soft. Uh, Joe's uh, like his length and height is what's holding him back from maybe a big time offer. But uh, you know, some one double A D two, or if he decides to go D three, is going to get a you know maybe a four year starter. That he's that talented and and that understands the scheme that well, and that good of a technician. So uh, when we need yards, we go behind Joe. Your defensive front has been pretty solid this year as well. Michael Kilbane, Wyatt Gideon, two guys that are kind of leading you up there. What have they done well? Boy, they play the edges so well. Mike's long. You know, Mike projects as a big-time college player. It's 6'4", 6'5", you know, 250, 245 right now. Uh, Wyatt Gideon uh, is an edge rusher, uh, can play linebacker super fast. You know, he's about 6'2", 228, 230. And uh, can really move, and those guys have been two bookends that have, have really, really, you know, controlled uh, the edges as well as put pressure on the quarterback. Well, kind of concerning, you know, once you saw what what happened with your Week Six opponent, but uh, you were able to find one, and that's a good thing. Last week, able to ink um, Beacon Hill out of Virginia. 
How troublesome, I guess, was that for you guys? Because not only was it a game missing, which you never want, you know, kind of a week off in a high school football schedule that's shrunk in the regular season, but also it was your homecoming game too. So that was probably an, an extra rush to try to get that thing in. Yeah, no question. And we knew, you know, like kind of what Bishop Sycamore, you know, I don't know how ESPN didn't know, but, you know, I think people <laughs> around knew. And it didn't count with an OHSA game, so – um, it, it's a it's a bye week anyways that you get a chance to play. I mean, because it doesn't count in the computer points. And this team will be the same. We tried uh, afterwards. Uh, St. Joe Prep in Philly, who's an excellent program. Obviously, uh, they're nationally ranked. They were open and they have a bye week, but uh, they liked it. they 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 schedule in a purposeful bye week and want to keep mm-hmm. it, which is interesting because I you know I'd rather not have a bye week like you said. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, we called the Matha, who's another nationally ranked team, and. Um, you know, we obviously needed the home game, and uh, they—they're not traveling. Their their school won't let them stay overnight anywhere. So, uh, we, we you know we tried to bring two bombers in here and, and see how that would go, but uh, didn't work. So, Beacon Hill's an upstart team. You know, I I I, I don't know. Uh, they're not quite there yet in terms of experience and that kind of stuff, but it should give us a chance to to get a lot of players in the game and and uh, you know have a good homecoming experience. Absolutely. Talked a little bit about Maslin, but uh, you know, what do you guys need to do on, on the surface to start five and zero to this year? Well, you know, it's never easy to play at Paul Brown Tiger Stadium. Obviously, we got to stop the run. They start there with uh, Will Trail Hartson, uh, their tailback. He's his last two games, he's run over two hundred yards. They want to give him the football, and they're going to keep giving him the ball. And we got to eliminate, you know, then some play actions off 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 the run game. And uh, I think win the turnover battle, which we have won so far. You know, I think that uh, gets us some momentum. Uh, but the main thing is, I think, uh, being able to stop the run. Well, Coach, thanks so much for joining us here today. Best of luck going forward, and we look forward to catching up again maybe as the playoffs unfold. Anytime, Jeremy. Thanks. Well, we also want to thank our fine presenting sponsor of this podcast, Lawrence Technological University. Lawrence Tech wants you to recruit yourself. Just go to l2athletics.com and click on the Recruit Yourself link. Academic and athletic scholarships are available in over two dozen varsity sports, including football. Thanks again to Tom Lombardo for coming on. Be sure to follow his program on Twitter at SEHS underscore football. Again, that's at SEHS underscore football. You can follow us uh, an extra point in our full Ohio coverage at State Champs 08. Watch our, at State Champs OH, I should say. Watch our digital show as well that we put out each week. A bunch of highlights coming at you in football and other sports as well. So you want to follow us there. We'll see you next week for Episode 5 of State Champs Ohio Extra Point.